Welcome, 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 everyone. You're here with me, your host, Brandy Joy. I have Eric Wilson here today. You know, Magic Perspective. And check out SportsArena1.com. Eric is here. He's going to let us know what's going on. So, uh, Eric, take it away. So the biggest thing for us was just making sure that, you know, we are sports related. We don't just center ourselves around one particular sport. Uh, We do focus on what we call the big four. We focus on the National Football League, the NFL, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and of course, the National Hockey League, the NHL. So we kind of dive in to the Florida teams since we do live down here in Florida. But then we also focus on the entire NFL makeup as a whole. Now, I myself personally come from the tri-state area, from the Philadelphia area. I have uh, another young lady who works with us who was actually from Ohio. I've got a gentleman from Atlanta. And then I actually have a true Floridian, um, my my business partner, his name is Evan Bush. Uh, So the four of us make up this show. And our biggest thing to get across to our fans and to our listeners and to those who might be interested is we're no different than you. That's the whole thing. It's just we decided to take on this platform and just give our thought and opinion on how we feel about a particular situation. Be it good, bad, or indifferent. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Okay. So as I, you know, listen, you know, as when you're talking about, you know, the, the bigger picture and what you guys do and cover, you don't just focus in on one thing. You, you strike a chord, you know, with someone that probably is like into a hockey or like me, you know, you strike a chord with baseball, you know, because I, I like baseball. And so, um, for, for that saying, basically if anybody that goes on there for any sport, it will basically find some way to connect. Exactly. And we have ways to connect with us, you know, all through social media. But if you do go to the site and you connect with us, um, you know, we will definitely respond. And we love hearing from people. We definitely love hearing people's thoughts and opinions on stuff because it just gives us a, you know, it gives us something to be able to respond back to them with. But it also shows that we are very engaging with people who are supporting us and taking the time to be around us and listen to us. Okay, okay. Um, well, they might just seeing the, just seeing us on the field, because mm-hmm. it's not just looking at it from an athlete's perspective or a coach's perspective, but you know, if you and your son are wanting to get more in depth with baseball, or you're trying to show him, hey, I know that guy, you know, um, I had him on my show, and now look, he's actually on the baseball field or maybe even in the locker room getting a reaction from the players, that might be the starting point as far as piquing that young man or young woman's interest because now there's that connection. You know, mm-hmm. if there is basically, you know, if you can show them, hey, I know these people or I can relate to this person because, you know, they look like me or they, they, they think like I
I think, or they just seem to have the same opinion that I have. That's what's going to develop the crowd and develop the following. I always say this, when it comes to having the family moments, mother and son, father, daughter, whatever have you, being able to go to an actual game itself and experience it, that to me supersedes any type of you know, media, any type of player interaction or involvement, because I think it has to start there. It has to start with, do you like this? Are you something you might be interested in? Or, you know, it, it, it's creating that moment, basically. And I'm sure you've seen it. Um, I know there's a commercial out right now where, you know, the dad is taking his daughter to a, a Yankees game or a Mets game. And when you watch that video, it just, it brings a sense of, okay, this is the family time, but this is something that spans generations. Because that's how I grew up. I mean, I grew up going to the basketball games with my dad, going to the baseball games with my mom, and just forming that love, not only of the sports, but the bond that I have with both my parents. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Um, I also, you know, I, I find interest because I, I teach, so I work with kids, you know, on a daily, that's my life, basically. <laughs> And a single mom, and uh, definitely with sports, you know, because it's talked about a lot amongst children as far as first grade, second grade, and they all have a different love, and so um, that is a positive way of like the experience, you know what I mean, and actually, yeah. you know, getting to to be there and, and the excitement, you know, of creating the plays on the field and the music, the whole, you know, what I mean, the whole experience experience okay so I guess you know for me since I'm child based <laughs> a lot what um what what would it what would it look like for or what would you say that's what I'm gonna ask you what would you say to a young person that you know kids tend to like try something give up try something give up from where you stand what would you tell a child as far as connecting with them about failing because failing does happen but it's all about what you do next. I think for me, the biggest thing that I would tell a child is, you know, it's about that commitment that you made, not only to yourself, but also to the team. Listen, you're going to fail. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen as best as possible. You have to make sure that you are there for your team. Because what you're developing is a, a bond with this team. They are committed to you as just as you are committed to them. So are you going to lose games? Yes. Are things not going to go your way? Yes. But it's important that you, you, know, you look at things and you find where you can possibly or where actually you can get better. You know, there were I, I, I played on a Little League team. When I was, I think I was either seven or eight, nine, somewhere around there. And I just remember every time I would go up to bat, I would be so scared because I'm like, why am I not hitting the bat? I mean, why am I, why am I not hitting the ball? Why am I not connecting? What is going on? Like, I would spend hours at practice just trying to hit the ball, hit the ball. And I'll never forget my first hit. I stood there, <laughs> I closed my eyes and I swung. And... I just heard it connect and I was so just caught up in the moment. I 
like froze <laughs> and everybody's yelling at me run run yes. run so, I mean you know you have to you, you have to find out what is going to work as far as just those little mental things if you can just convince a child to just go out there and most importantly just have fun mm-hmm. everything else will fall into place and I learned that a very long time ago and it's something that it's stuck with me even into my adulthood you know people always say if you love what you do never work a day in your life I didn't think that was possible until I started doing my sports show yes amen to that I like that if you love what you do because I don't I don't, like, I don't like calling things a job you know it's like if I call it a job, then, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, it's that word, you know? And so if you love what you do, I like that. You never work a day in your life. It's like, this is part of your life. And, you know, you reap um, a lot of rewards from it. <clears throat> so also, so I know what comes along with, you know, all this is also knowing that had being a good, a good team player. And, you know, children, they sometimes are not able to grasp that. That's kind of like taught. You know, and so what makes a good leader? Because I find myself, you know, with the, the very, you know, the person that usually gets the, uh, gets the star, you know, gets the, the spotlight. But how do you share that? How do you get the child to, how do you teach them or say to them to, to motivate their team or to not, you know what I mean, want to outshine someone or put the other person down? You know, what, what, what would you, what does that look like? What would you say or, you know, to help that or motivate? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one because every kid wants to be the superstar and when when you're not and someone else is shining a little bit brighter on that given day, you know, you you kind of have to I I'll, I'll go both sides. Um first to the child who is shining bright on that day, you have to remind them today was about you, tomorrow may be about someone else. And you have to be prepared to share that spotlight because it's a team dynamic. It's not just one individual. And to the child who didn't shine bright that day, what I say to them is, you know what? Your day will come, but let's look at what you did do today and how successful you were. Because if you work on those little things now, there's going to come a day where you are going to shine just as bright as the person who's shining bright today. And it all boils down to, it's about sportsmanship. It's about just being a part of a team, being a part of a brotherhood, a sisterhood, forming those bonds, because you have one common goal. That common goal is to win. And to me, it doesn't matter if today is Brandy's day, or maybe it's Brandy's week. The bottom line is we're all on the same team and we're all winning. And my job as being a part of the team is if there's a day that Brandy slips, I, okay, all right, now it's my turn. I got to step up. And then maybe mm-hmm. I'll shine for a couple of days. Maybe I'll shine for a week. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that it comes at different times. Not everybody's going to shine on the same day. That's all about that support. think that the things that you're talking about now uh, sportsmanship and all I think it plays a lot into 
into a bullying and supporting and you know supporting one another versus having to be against each other and putting each other down and that's where I feel that I'm at you know with you know just trying to figure out what's next what's the, what, what do we do how do we teach them how do we stop this to stop these detrimental you know consequences that can't be reversed yeah you know yeah so uh so I say that be, um, because uh, how would you say and I don't know if this is a, a one that is probably tricky to or, or can't really be put together how would you say in this field and sportsmanship and everything that could play into how bullying how the bullying you know crisis is playing out right now how could you explain both of them yeah that I don't, I don't think right now there is a, a, a one right answer I don't think you know we're at that point right now where we can we can find the reason why the bullying goes on and, and why kids are just unnecessarily being rude to one another what what I will say to you though is um, you know just from me growing up and I mean I was bullied as a kid because I wasn't the biggest I wasn't the fastest I wasn't the strongest I wasn't the coolest um, and you know I, I, I was very blessed to be able to have parents who were there for me and who were there to kind of just kind of guide me along and it was it was difficult thing for me because I I felt like I wasn't good enough I felt like I wasn't you know like I could be doing better or what else I needed to do I, I, I constantly questioned myself you know fast forward now to 2019 and the only thing I can say to you is I'm very thankful that I was or I am not a child growing up today because if I'm having those thoughts back in the 80s I can only imagine what kids today are going through but getting back to your original point when it comes to you know what to say to a child who feels like they're being bullied or is actually yes in fact being bullied they have to be willing to talk yes without the feeling without the feeling that they're going to be viewed as someone who is weak or, or someone who you know doesn't have the the strength to to be able to survive at the same time i have to be real with kids and let them know you have to form your own identity you don't want to be like you don't want to be like jack or you don't want to be like tom or you don't want to be like anybody else you want to be your own individual so you know my advice is find something that truly interests you and when you do that that's when you put your focus and your energy into that and people are going to be people people are just going to be mean but they, they happen to having these tough conversations because I feel like that's the only way you can get to the root of the problem yeah. and I know yeah. talk about it because I was like that I didn't want to talk about it. I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll try something else. I'll whatever. But now I think it's a necessary, I think it's very necessary that parents have these conversations with their kids 
not only about being bullied, but bullying. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you just, it's, it's the lines of communication. So, I mean, I, I know that may not be, you know, a, a full scope of everything. I know I jumped around for a little bit, but listen, it's 2019 and it's something that's mm-hmm. been going on for the longest time. And I don't really know what the answer is. That is just my, my opinion on the situation. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, actually, you know, you made you made a lot of sense. And it does start with the parents, you know, adults, teachers, and all, making it a safe place for you know, to even speak about it and get you other know, kids talking, you know. And um, that's very important. Very important. Um, definitely. So, uh, do you guys? Do you have? Um, you know, with your uh, what you're doing, do you guys have any type of mentorships or anything going for for youth to get them involved? Um, right now, we don't. We're not at that level right now. We do have uh, one or two internships, but that's primarily for you know those who are 21 and older who okay. of this and kind of get it on the ground level. As far as a mentorship. My network is not big enough right now to where I could genuinely spend the necessary amount of time to mentor somebody. I'm a least, but I feel like if we're not going to be fully committed, then I, I don't want to take on that responsibility. Because when you take on the responsibility of mentoring someone, you have to be fully invested. And I in good conscience can't say that right now I'm fully invested. Um, I, 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 my goal, one of my goals is to do that is to be able to mentor young people who are looking to get into this. Like this is a business where the platform is there for people. They have the opportunity to find out what, um, but again, right now, I have so much on my plate yeah. taking on that additional responsibility something would get lost and i don't want yeah. the mentorship to get lost so oh yeah that's right now totally no right. in the future down the road that's where we're looking that's awesome i like answer and i like and that's the same thing you know giving your all if you're not you can't really give it you know you're all in you know put yourself into it then not taking on responsibility is what what is necessary and what I find a lot of people do and that's definitely something you can't you know you would have to put your all into it as of what you do now you have to give your all you know <laughs> you know exactly so totally um that's awesome so thank you more into getting to know Eric Wilson so Eric Wilson I do know something about you and I know that I think this one of your favorite teams is the 76ers am I correct please tell me I'm correct you are correct about that yeah. <laughs> younger age what was your who was your favorite uh your favorite team Growing up, my favorite team was the 76ers. Uh, that was okay. actually one of the first professional uh, basketball games. Actually, first professional game I ever went to was wow. the 76ers. So I was a basketball guy from the time I was probably four or five 
um, throughout my entire life. It was only when I got to high school and, you know, I started actually playing football, but I actually started watching football, that football over. And, and uh, you know, growing up in Philly, I, I was born an Eagles fan. So, but I was a fan, I can say, honestly, for the last 25 years, um, like die hard, ride or die, no matter what happens. But the 76ers are definitely, they, they definitely are my heart. Um, it, it's actually, for me, when they come down here to Orlando and they were just here recently, you know, it's very difficult for me not to be a fan. Uh, the team that I have watched. This is a team that I follow. Even though I live down here in Florida, I still keep up with all the Philly news as far as what's going on with the team and how they're playing and everything like that. So, sports has been, you know, my life since I was a kid. My my father played uh, fast pitch softball. You know, so for me, I have always been around the world of sports. So it's no surprise to me that. My love of it is just wanting to be around it because it's been still to me since I was a kid. But the 76ers, yeah, they, they got my heart and I'm very happy with the success that they finally have because believe me, there have been many a years where I would not have admitted that to people that, yeah, I'm a 76 No, no I, I like basketball, but I'm not a 76er. But it, it it feels good to be able to say, yeah, I'm a 76ers fan. It's like a little football, you know what I'm saying about my team, but come on now, what? I, I, yeah, I'm a fan. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So basically, it's like going back like childhood. You turn into that kid again. When, you know, when it's down to, you know, when the seventies oh, yeah. about the seventy sixers. <laughs> yes, yeah, I am. I mean, I, I'm like that now, pretty much with all my Philly teams, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, um, even the the Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey team. I when it comes to my Philly teams. You know, the fan in me definitely comes out. Separating the fan in me from the media guy, I can do it with pretty much a lot, most most teams. My Philly teams, I, you know, I kind of, I got to remind myself that when you're in the media position, you have to remain unbiased. You can't sway one way or the other. And that's difficult at times. Yeah, well, that's something you have to learn something that I guess you have to teach yourself to do, right? Yes, and I'm very thankful that, you know, growing up um, in, in, in the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, I don't still live up there because I think I would be more fan boy than me, you guys. Living down okay. here, I can, living in Florida, I could be unbiased with these things and kind of look at both sides. So, I've, I've actually been able to hone and develop my craft. The f- fact that I don't get to see my teams like every year, that also helps me because I feel like now I could go, if I was given an opportunity to go back to Philadelphia and work for one of those professional sports teams, I feel like now I'm better prepared to remain professional and not guy. Trust me. The fan guy will always be inside of me, and I'm sure once I'm away from everybody and all the media and all the, the spotlight, I will, you know, I will truly be the fanboy. However, living here, working here, and following these teams, 
to me, it's about establishing who I am and making sure that not only am I asking the right questions, but I'm making an impact. I feel like mm-hmm. if I would have tried my media career in Philadelphia, it would not have worked the same because I would it would be too personal as opposed to being unlocked. Okay, awesome. Do you, uh, but, uh, being forced being a part of, of your, basically your whole childhood, do you feel, and also having amazing parents, do you feel as if it wasn't sports, if you didn't have that set, that your life would have went in a different different path if it wasn't for, for the sports? Um, you know, that's funny. People always say to me, you know, if you weren't doing sports, what would you do? And I'm like, well, before I was in the restaurant world. So, you know, I love to cook. So would my life taken a different turn? Yes, it would have went more into the field of food and beverage. I would have been, you know, the general manager of a restaurant or owned my own restaurant and what, you know, went to culinary school and learned about the different creations that are possible, the different food, food things that complement one another. So I feel like my life, would have went towards sports, and if it wasn't for sports, then it would have went towards food. Okay, cool. And I'm pretty sure you're a good cook. <laughs> I I've been cooking since I was 10 years old. Really? What's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go to lunch. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. Lunch is easy. I just I would make wings and fries all day long. That's oh, <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's yeah. so so good. <laughs> I chose lunch because like that's what everybody's always waiting for. Because you're at work, you're at lunch. Work, you know, wherever you're at, you're like, okay, I'm hungry, it's lunch. <laughs> and that's yeah. perfect. No one can refuse that. I don't think anyone can refuse that unless you're vegetarian. <laughs> awesome, um, Eric. So, which hurdles did you personally face, and how did you overcome them? Um, I guess the personal hurdle that I've had to overcome being in myself, you know, um, I've had people tell me what I do over the last five, six years, you know, what you do is great. You sound good. You look good. You present yourself well. And I've always appreciated that. However, I don't think I've ever really started to believe it until last year when I finally got the radio show. And so Excuse me. <clears throat> My apologies. Uh, for me, you know, having the ability to produce a weekly radio show, having people tune in, and people who don't know me as well as friends and family like my show. For businesses to sponsor and invest in my show, uh, you know, that speaks volumes just to me on a personal level because like I said I would do this basically for free because I love what I do but the fact that someone wants to give me money to do this okay (laughs) so that has probably been one of my biggest obstacles is just basically believing in myself knowing that I have the capability the mental physical emotional structure and foundation to be able to do it because it is tenuous you know it, it can be stressful at times you know because it's not just about me I have a family and you know I have another job that I do that right now pays the bills so that I can 
have this opportunity. But I have to be just as dedicated and committed to both my marriage and to, uh, so that I have this platform to be able to be able to go on these podcasts and talk to people and net people and just continue the evolution of my craft. Mm-hmm. Are any of your children uh, sports fans? I don't have any kids right now. Okay. Okay. Okay, how about your how about your wife? Is she into sports or is she supportive or like do you guys have are you able to sit down and watch games together or enjoy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife is um when I met her, she was a huge baseball fan. Uh wow. and yes. Yeah. And so she has become more of a football fan, I would say, over the last nine years. But she definitely has a love for the game. And she's not really huge into basketball. So, you know, that is probably the one where we are different because she knows that's my love of the game. But we're both big, huge football fans. And when it comes to baseball, she's more of a fan than I am. But we'll watch game day. Uh, And then, you know, like she's a little upset because I have the opportunity. I'm, I'm knock on wood. I'm hoping that I get the media credentials to go to the Super Bowl. And she's kind of a little jealous about that fact. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's cool that she has, you know, she has her teams and all that stuff. I know. I remember my mom, like, she was, like, way crazy. She loves the Chargers and stuff. And so... Uh, I know, like, when women, when they're into sports, they get real wild and real, like, I just remember a lot of yelling with my mom, like, to, she'd lose her voice. So who would, you, who would you say, did your wife get a little wild and crazy? Who would you say is more of a, a, a diehard or, you know, me, like, sports, when it when it comes to sports, would it be men or women? I see when men get crazy, but I see women rarely get... <laughs> I'll say this, in my household, I am a hard sports fan. Um, <laughs> as, my, as my wife says, when the Eagles win, she sleeps a lot better. Uh, but I have to agree with you. I have seen, and I have female friends who will come up to me like Monday morning and they'll be like, what, what, why? Why did this happen? And I, that's all they say to me. And I know exactly what they're talking about. And we will have full-blown, like, 30-minute conversations. And people will just look at us like, what are they talking about? And we don't even bother to stop and explain it because we understand what we're trying to say to each other. So I'm sure, sure you know, if, if I ever have the opportunity to, to, to meet your mom and talk about the Chargers, oh, I'm sure her and I could have a full-blown conversation because I, I and I say this with all love and respect I am not a Philip Rivers fan I don't know how she feels about it but I personally <laughs> am not a fan of it <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation <laughs> and it was forced that it's always something that between men and all women together you know what I mean that is something that could you know yes that can hold weight and not really become about a sexist thing it's just like that's a you know, one of those things that bring bring people together, actually. Hopefully, yeah. you know, because get the wrong people. 
It, it really does. It's so funny. I went to a game last year, um, and it was Tampa versus Philadelphia football. As I'm walking to the gate, you see a bunch of Eagles fans walking, and we're all talking together. And this one man at street, he stops and he says, can you imagine if everybody in this world treated each other like we were all on the same football team? Because you know what? There's there's a there's a moment where you don't know me and I don't know you, but because we're wearing the exact same jersey and we have a common interest, we like each other. Even if it's for those three hours, we have a common goal. And when he said that to me, I was like, wow, I was like, it kind of took me back for a minute. Something that simple could make much more. What what's one thing people would never know about you just by looking at you? <laughs> so, all right, I'll share this one with you. I don't share it with people, but wow, <laughs> uh, just looking at me, people would not know that I have a true love of being a, like a, a karaoke singer. Like I love to do karaoke. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one because deep down inside, I want a good karaoke show too. I just, I've been looking at things different, um, you know, because I'll be 41 this year and I was like, I want to do something desperate. I want to, I want a karaoke machine. And I can't, I don't find a lot of people that had a love or were willing to karaoke. So if I had to do it by myself, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to do it by yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Eric, what is the sweetest thing I would say you've ever done for a girl? So what's the sweetest thing you've ever done for your wife? Um, huh, wow. Uh, let's see. So many, huh? <laughs> no, oh, it's it's not that. It's not that many. It's just she has done so much for me that I mean, Aww. I just do stuff for her just because. I can't really pick one that's going to be like the sweetest thing. I guess. I guess if you if I had to pick one particular thing, it was like you know, I found out that my wife really loves uh gerber daisies and so it was probably for either her birthday or valentine's day i got her like a bunch of gerber daisies so when she came home they were sitting in the living room something like that i mean you know that's probably aside from cooking which i love to do anyhow uh and then stuff that we do together just you know, the best thing that I can say about my wife is her and I can sit on the couch and do nothing or we can get in the car and drive and go on our own little adventure. It really doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the best things about not only our marriage, but just our relationship is we can go from nothing to everything in the blink of an eye. And no one's going to feel like, 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 like you have to pull the other person along. Yeah. Yeah. Really, totally. That's just awesome. I like that. Aw. <laughs> you sound like an amazing husband. That's amazing. Okay. No, she, she, I agree on some days, but I guess today I got some all right, you know. <laughs> all right. And we have one more of these questions. Eric, what you tell our listeners, would you rather go out or stay in on a Saturday night? And for what you do. <laughs> I'm um, going to guess what it is, but I'm going to go ahead and let you tell us. 
No, I guess for me, it's definitely staying in because we go out a lot mm -hmm. uh, just because I'm not home that much. So, you know, when my wife and I actually have time just to ourselves, we are about staying home because she knows that typically I'm usually, especially during this time of year with basketball season, I'm usually gone two, three nights a week. So if there's ever a time where it's just her and I, I kind of just stay in. Now, we're, our schedule is full. I mean, listen, I'm with you today. Tomorrow, I'm on a plane to New York. Her and I are celebrating um, her best friend's 40th birthday on Thanksgiving in New York City. Then we come back on Saturday. We get in at probably, we'll get home by like 1130 at night. I have to get up at 5 a.m. and drive down to Miami for the Dolphins-Philadelphia Eagles game. Then I'm coming back, and then, you know, I'll be home Monday, Tuesday, but then basketball with the Magic is Wednesday. And then that following Sunday, we're doing a sushi rolling class with a bunch of early Christmas gifts. So, I mean, I'm always on the go. And so is she, you know, between her job and then she all So when we actually have a moment where it's there's nothing going on, her and I will seriously probably some of the best Saturday nights that we have had are just either A, making dinner and watching a bunch of movies, or B, having date night and then still coming home, having a bottle of wine and watching movies and just just her and I. No cell phones, no emails, no business, just enjoying each other because we understand that we don't get that time that often. So we both got all that going out, partying. I think we got most of that out in our 20s and 30s. Uh, mm. I'm 43. You know, she's 30. <laughs> I like, oh, my wife, she can't be 29 forever. She can be 30 forever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, um, we enjoy our time probably more so than, you know, going out, partying, drinking, and doing stuff. We enjoy that. But I'm going to say more to staying in Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I see that there's a balance there and an understanding of the sacrifice, you know, me that it that it takes and you know, being on the same page, that support you guys have for one another. Yeah. And that's it's very awesome. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. You know, I like that, you know, because yeah, all the needs get met. <laughs> Working together as a team. Yeah, yeah, but marriage is a team too, right? Would you say so? Exactly. Very much is. Amen to that. Well, Eric, I would like to say that uh, it's been an honor to, to have you here, and I would love to uh, uh, ask you if you would come back in the future, too, to talk about more about about your ventures and what's going on and get more into detail about, you know, the different, just, just, you know, it's, it's such a big thing. You can't cover it all. So, And I definitely want to, you know, to my listeners, you know, to hear more from you. Oh, sure. I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, because now you are a part of the a Voice to Be Reckoned With family. <laughs> you know, so anything, or if you ever, you know, any need to uh, to talk about or promote, you know, it, it, this is a place for you also, too. And I'll definitely, we'll do that for you here on the show. Um, I'm just, you know, so honored that you <laughs> took time out to come talk to little old me. <laughs> 
Hey, Brandon, I was glad that we were able to connect. I look forward to you know, having you, um, having me back on your show. And listen, anytime you want to come on my show and talk about the Chargers or any of your sports teams, let me know. Hey, 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 hey. I said nothing about me being a fan of the Chargers. Sit <laughs> <laughs> down the record. Make this clear. I have my thoughts on them, though. I can definitely do that for you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so before we head out, I would like for you to be able to uh, speak uh, one more one more time about your uh, website, uh, sportsmina1.com, and let our listeners know where to go, what to expect, and just, you know, how to find out more about Eric Whitson. Oh, sure. So, I mean, you know, Brandy, this has been awesome, and thank you very much. Uh, my website is www.thesportsarena1.com, and, uh, I mean, you can find us on Facebook. It's uh, Sports Arena. Um, we're on Instagram as well. We're on Twitter. All of it's under Sports Arena or Sports Arena FL. Uh, you can find us there. And we have content that goes out, you know, pretty much daily. Anything from, you know, our podcast that we do to our actual radio show. Uh, this weekend is going to be huge for us uh, because, you know, it, we're coming to the end of the regular season for football. And, and we do a weekly pickums. And right now, uh, between first and last place, there's like 10 games of difference. So it's really starting to shake up. Um, our girl, Kristen, is actually up top. She is winning it all right now. I'm right there behind her, I think, by like maybe three or four games. So it's going to get very interesting the rest of us play out this season. And then, of course, this Sunday for me is a huge day. Um, you can actually go to – my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Eric HNL3. And I'll make sure I send you so she can post it for me. And I appreciate it. But uh, I'm going to be down in Miami for the Eagles Dolphins game. I'm looking very excited to that. And then Wednesday, you know, of course, I'm going to be in Orlando doing the magic perspective with my great friend, Alex Fleming, who is a wonderful guy. And Brandy, you have to have him on the show because Alex is amazing. Uh, yes, and you know, I look forward to being back. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. All right, listeners, Eric Wilson, and we'll be having him back soon. Thank you, sir. And you have a lovely afternoon. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. All right.